0: How can we redefine success in our businesses so that we don't burn out after year three? Every week, I sit down with business founders at various stages of their side hustle to small business journey. These entrepreneurs are pushing the envelope while keeping their values. Keep listening for conversation, context, and camaraderie. Video, spelled B-Y-D-E-O, was born from a side hustle that organically presented itself through Ariana Escalante's career as an on-camera spokesperson. As Ariana's clients started asking her if she could offer full production services beyond her on-camera work, she saw a need for a complete package video content agency. That's when she and her fiance, John Gluck, got to talking. They decided to team up and bring something fresh and in demand to the video production space. Four years later, video has blossomed into a successful and growing full production marketing video business with a stellar team and a collection of awesome clients from bigger brands like Boys and Girls Club and the Better Business Bureau to all sorts of inspiring small businesses. Thanks for joining me, y'all.
1: Hey, thanks for having us. Great
2: to see you. Thank you.
0: So um, this is uh, super interesting to me. You guys started as as one little small piece and then over time just kind of vertically integrated um, to everything. So first of all, let, let's start with the background. Give me your guys' background first so that we kind of understand where you both come from.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as you just mentioned, I kind of have a background in performance, really, so the arts. but. Um, You know, being an on-camera personality is something that sort of organically, you know, grew in my career over the last several years. And so I would be in, you know, major commercials and campaigns for, you know, major brands as the on-camera personality. And then, you know, that kind of worked out really well with what it turns out that John did. So,
2: yeah, so I am a lifelong entrepreneur. I started my first business when I was 14 uh, and my journey has just uh, been incredible Uh, You know, different uh, industries, um, uh, amazing experiences. Uh, I, one of my deepest passions uh, aside from entrepreneurship is marketing. Uh, So along the time where we uh, linked up, I was leaning uh, more into marketing at a marketing consulting firm. And so uh, we got to talking and it sort of started from there.
0: Okay, uh, so before we talk about that, I've got to ask you, John. So you mentioned 14 years old when you started being an entrepreneur. What was that first thing that you were doing when you were 14?
2: Yeah. So very first uh, business. First, I'll say that I'm very fortunate to have been born into an entrepreneurial family. So okay, um, you know, I I'm, I'm grateful uh, for the circumstances I was uh, born into, and so that entrepreneur. And, and who
0: who were the who were the entrepreneurs? Mom, dad, uh, both dad. of them.
2: Yeah. My okay. dad is a, a lifelong entrepreneur. Uh, he um, is uh, mostly an inventor. Uh, he has one okay. of those uh, out of this world, brilliant minds that can enter any industry uh, and just come up with industry changing ideas to solve, you know, big problems. Uh, so, you know, I was exposed to that, you know, from, um, from a young age. And so I got the itch, uh, the entrepreneurial itch, um, you know, relatively young. And the first venture was uh in ebay i started uh, so it was right when ebay was booming uh and so it was just a very um, hot uh, platform uh, to be operating on uh and it started uh with i had my own sports memorabilia collection so i started uh flipping sports memorabilia finding other pieces out there on ebay and flipping it and then word got out uh, to my uh, high school friends Uh, and their parents and their networks that I was the eBay kid. And so it naturally evolved into an eBay service. And so I just helped people uh, sell uh, their stuff on eBay. And that was my first um, entrepreneurial experience.
0: So I've got to ask, because you're one of the ones uh, like me that started very early. Before that, though, did you ever do candy bar arbitrage with kids in elementary school or, or junior high, middle school?
2: Absolutely. Not only uh, <laughs> was it to that, it went to the extent, and I can't say that I'm proud of this, but it is part of my background, that I would charge my grandparents <laughs> to enter my room. Uh, I would create uh, an experience, they would visit uh, from Canada, and I would create an experience of some sort in my bedroom. And there, there was, was a
1: value proposition. There was a there value was, like, proposition. for its collection mu- museum experience.
2: And I put up some sort of stanchion. Uh, and they would approach and they would play along and they would hand me whatever the admission was, a yeah. dollar, $20, who knows what I was charging <laughs> adjusted for inflation. And, uh, so yeah, I, I, was always coming up with ways, uh, to, um, uh, uh you know, business ideas and make money and that yeah. sort of hustle.
0: So you, you, I probably won't be surprised, but there is a very high proportion of people that are founders and entrepreneurs That started young that have done this business of buying candy bars at the store and then selling to their friends or or schoolmates for a lot more money. Um, I did this when I was a kid too. Uh, And then that money was actually used for comic books, a lot of Mm -hmm. which I still own to this day. Um, And so uh, I was in the collectibles, but I wasn't as good as you about flipping and, and doing all of that. So um, super fascinating. So, I okay.
2: I, 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 blew plenty of money on my own hobbies. So I, I think, <laughs> I think we're in the same boat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, you're not supposed to sample your own supplies. What I, what I've been told, but, uh, yeah, you, you so, learn yeah. that later when you're a kid and, you know, comic books, it's like, yeah, come exactly. on, you gotta do it. So, um, okay. So, so you were working John at, at a company. Um, and how did the two of you guys know each other or meet? Um, before starting all of this,
2: yeah, it's a pretty incredible journey that we've been on. Um, I'll let Ari sort of share how we came together and how it evolved.
1: In true, um, you know, 20, 2000s fashion, we met on a dating app. So <laughs> okay. we originally met more like on a personal level, of course. And so, um, you know, it was a couple of years now into knowing each other personally that, you know, as everyone does, we were just kind of talking about work and our clients and where we saw our careers maybe going. and. You know, at that point, that's when we started to notice that both of our clients were having similar um, needs, you know, and questions, and you know, that's where we kind of started to have the whole, well, how could we help them solve that problem? Mm-hmm. Discussion.
2: Yeah, and we're we're both uh, very entrepreneurial in spirit, you know, to our core. So from the beginning mm-hmm. of our relationship, uh, we were naturally just talking business, talking entrepreneurship, talking the things that entrepreneurs talk about, you know, what are the interesting problems out there Mm -hmm. and what are the experiences we've had? Mm -hmm. What's
1: being offered out there and what's not being offered out there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so
2: it was just through, you know, one of our friendly conversations that we had all day, every day, Mm -hmm. uh, that we actually pinpointed a potential way that we could team up.
0: Mm -hmm. So so, uh, in doing that then, is that the kind of time where, John, you were like, okay, well, I'm going to quit then my job and start doing this, or how did it actually start going at that point for you?
2: Yeah, so actually, I uh, was uh, running my own uh, marketing consulting uh, shop. Oh, okay. Uh, so so you weren't her...
0: working for somebody; you were already yeah. on your own at that point. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Got yeah. It. So Got I had it. my
2: own uh, marketing consulting shop, and uh, Ari had her successful on-camera spokesperson right. career going, and so we had uh, the flexibility mm-hmm. uh, to, you know, pivot uh, to an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it was uh, just you know, as the conversation. Uh, got deeper and more exciting and more clear, uh, we decided to actually develop a focused uh, venture around it.
1: And, you know, at first we weren't even thinking about it as necessarily a company. It was like, mm -hmm. I had a specific client who I had been working with and um, she was a small business owner, this, you know, really cool kind of like badass entrepreneur woman. And so she was very busy, you know, she was running her whole, and I think she had maybe a couple of employees and you know, they were bringing in, you know, some good revenue, but it was a startup. It was a small business. And so she calls me, she's like, Ari, we need to create these marketing videos. We want to do this, like, you know, campaign to put on social media. And, but we just do not have the time. We're just so overwhelmed. And, you know, do you think that you could just kind of like film it yourself? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I think I could probably do that. (laughs) I've been on a bunch of sets. I've seen million dollar commercials made. I've seen, you know, $30,000 commercials made. I've kind of seen a spectrum of how production works. And, so then I think it was probably just after work chat, you know, that I was like, yeah, so I think I'm going to be filming this video like at home for this client. He's like, oh, that's kind of cool and interesting. And and I was like, yeah, but, you know, how, do, how should I organize this? And he has this very, um, very analytical organization systematized brain. And I have the creative brain. So I was like, hey, actually, could you kind of help me think through like how I'm going to you know, organize the shoot and the files and the transfer and the, um, you know, messaging on the marketing side. And so it really just was like a fun first, you know, helping each other out on a project yeah. kind of a thing. And then when we delivered that video to the client, I mean, she was beyond thrilled. And right. she's like, can you make more of these? And we're yeah. like, yeah, we could probably figure that out. And, and we just was, came yeah. up with a price
2: point, you know, as we're talking through, okay, so you're going to take on this project. Let's come up with a price point that we mm-hmm. think, you know, is a reasonable price point that uh, is within her budget and appetite. And so, you know, we really like any entrepreneurial venture. You piece it together as best you can with the information Uh you have. And uh, if it works, it works. And, you know, that that first uh, person, um, Ariana's uh, client, was just blown away with it.
0: Yeah. So, okay, so you both have your own companies, essentially, Mm -hmm. and then you start doing this project. At what point does it become like, okay, This needs to be its own company. Like what client number was this at that you were like, okay, this, we can't keep doing this as like an ad hoc thing. This needs to be official. Yeah,
2: Mm -hmm. it's a great question. It actually happened pretty fast. Uh, It was, we were fortunate that we uh, clearly hit a need Mm -hmm. uh, that was in the marketplace uh, and uh, we just moved, you know, fast to um, lean into it so i mean it probably two three projects in Mm -hmm. you know we just saw that 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 this is something that we could really run with yeah what's your yeah
1: i i remember that too i was going to say maybe a small handful of clients or projects uh you know that we completed before it was just they were starting to refer us to other small business owners because oftentimes business owners like to chat with other business owners and entrepreneurs and they they're all facing similar problems of limited bandwidth limited resources but huge need for more brand awareness increased sales increased revenue which is what a a great marketing video can bring to any small business and so before we knew it we were just kind of like i guess this is a thing now (laughs) and like (laughs) there's clearly you know a need for you know and you know john comes from a, a background of having entrepreneurs in his family my family isn't necessarily entrepreneurial but There was um, a real deep passion, I think, from both of us personally to help small business owners be able Mm -hmm. to reach a wider audience, you know, and do it in a way that really represented who they are and what they offer. My mom, you know, is is, um, big in the arts. Her whole professional background is in the arts and utilizing that to help people and to do good in the world. And so it was just a very organic passion for us right away. And then it clearly was helping these clients right away. And so I think, yeah, within a matter of about two months, it was pretty clear to us that we wanted to put more attention on it. Mm -hmm. So,
0: yeah. So where did those, like, the second, third, fourth clients come from? Were they referrals from that first one, or was it, okay, they were all referrals kind of across the board? It
2: was a combination of, we started from referral and our network, you know, like any good beginning sales push, you have your own built in network, whether it's family, friends, colleagues. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I remember that we did uh, initial outreach, just announcing that we had uh, this available. And we got a a nice beginning influx of opportunity uh, that came from that. So it was a combination of the two.
1: And actually funny enough, we, in order to announce it, we were like, well, we could just maybe like send out an email to our contacts or post something on Facebook. And we were like, well, you know, if we create marketing videos, let's make a video. And so we just made a very, very simple, very lean, you know, a kind of video announcement. And we posted it on our Facebook, just our personal Facebooks. And we both have, you know, decent networks, but they're not massive or anything. And that one kind of announcement probably carried us through our first entire year mm-hmm. of business. Wow. because There were just so many people who reached out saying, this is what our small business needs.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a good uh, pinpointing of, you know, that that got us our first year and then it was entering second year where we had to think, OK, so how do we. Keep the momentum going. How do we grow beyond our network? Things like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. That's awesome. That that that's incredible. That you were able to just just do it on you know very little kind of uh, announcement uh, essentially. That that's fantastic. Yeah. So, um, thinking back to it, then, you know, what did you guys think? Or now in retrospect, what do you, what do you guys think is the biggest risk that you took? In in kind of doing this, and hopefully you're not Ariana, you're not going to say swiping right on that dating app. That that was. Not <laughs> first oh, that was. Is,
2: uh, is, 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 is
0: it is it right? I don't I don't really know. I'm I'm too old to do the dating apps. I I my uh, experience is way pre the dating. App. Is is right the good one? That that's the matching one.
1: I actually don't know. I never. did. I think that's on Tinder, and I was never on Tinder.
0: Right. We yeah, met on one know.
1: called OK Cupid, and I think that was the only okay. one that I ever was on.
0: Okay, so there was yeah. no, no right or left on that one. See, I, I know so little about there, this. There's market. definitely
2: swiping and clicking, so you got the right spirit.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, there you go. Yeah. Okay, so what was actually the biggest risk that y'all took?
2: Yeah, it's a good question.
1: That's a really good question. I think like any startup, there is so much time and energy investment. So while we we're a, we're a service business, so there wasn't necessarily a large capital investment needed, there was a large human capital investment needed on our parts, learning about production, um, myself being a first time business owner. Of course, I, I, you know, sort of had my own business going with being an on-camera personality, but um, but this was being a business owner in a very different and new way for me personally. Uh, John was more familiar, so I had a lot to learn there. Um, but, you know, just knowing that this was going to take a lot of time and energy. And when you're an entrepreneur, Every month and week and day that goes by counts, mm-hmm. you know, you need to be bringing in revenue. It's not something where you clock in and you receive a paycheck every two weeks. Neither of us had a situation like that. So every day that we pour into creating something new is inherently a risk. But at the same time, yeah. you are inherently more mentally and emotionally invested, you know, in making that risk um work out well. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's a risk, but it was, of course, really fun and really um, invigorating to be working on that.
2: Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. It was time. You know, the risk was time. You know, where do we focus our energy, our effort, um, our months and years, you know, of our career uh, into? So, yeah, in our case, time.
0: Yeah. So in in terms of like, kind of pulling on that thread of human capital, did you guys pull from the employees that you already had in, in John's business? Because I'm assuming, Ariana, you didn't, you don't have any employees for you being a spokesperson. It's it's basically just you because you don't sure, need anybody else.
1: Yeah, sure. I didn't have any employees, but I did have a network of network of um, really talented freelancers. You know, okay. that, Los Angeles is full of freelancers, contractors who work in production and work in creative. And so that was an immediate opportunity that I could just basically, you know, send out a text message to a bunch of friends and say, hey, you know, are you available to come shoot with us? And um, it's, it was really a, a win-win. It, and, and in fact, it was, um, you know, kind of an opportunity that I wouldn't have expected to be as fulfilling as it turned out to be. I was like, this is so cool, we're creating Work and opportunity for um, for creatives who a yeah, lot nice. of us aren't from LA. We're from wherever else you know in the country, right. and we move here because we are passionate about creative endeavors and um, working in production and creating uh, you know cool, beautiful things into the world. And so um, you know, I was able to reach out to my contacts and just say, Hey, do you want to come? Uh, you know, work on this with us. And so it was just basically a bunch of you know friends coming together. Uh, to work on the projects for video.
2: Yeah, and that's been one of the most fulfilling things of the video journey over these four years is to um, find those very talented uh, Mm -hmm. freelancers out there in the world uh, and uh, to bring them together into a, you know, fun, healthy, positive environment where we make exceptional, um, you know, we turn out exceptional work. So. Yeah, the, the, you know, the beginning, we relied on uh, the freelancers. I also, at my consulting firm, um, you know, I'm a, a deep believer in lean operation, uh, and like many entrepreneurs uh, learn the hard way, that came from earlier in my career uh, running uh, too um, heavily uh, from an operational standpoint. So I finally evolved to a point uh, to just deeply believe in lean operation, and that includes Um, um, you know, having a great team that uh, can be contractors and freelancers. And so those are the people we uh, have relied on uh, since day one.
0: Okay. Okay. So that makes it a lot easier in terms of scaling up because you've got kind of this capacity that can grow and shrink as you need it to. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Support for this podcast comes from Hiscox, committed to helping small businesses protect their dreams since 1901. Quotes and information on customized insurance for specific risks are available at hiscox.com. Hiscox, the business insurance experts. Okay, so I, I've got to ask because everybody's probably thinking about this. You're you're engaged right now, mm-hmm. assuming to be married at some point. Um, how do you balance kind of that that relationship? with now running companies of your own and together now? Um, mm-hmm. And how do you like separate life so that, you know, from the minute you're waking up to the minute you're going to sleep, you're not just talking only about business stuff. Like, how do you guys deal with that?
2: It's, it is it is a complex and great question.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, this can- is something that we, I think we're both, you know, fairly concerned with. You know, I, I mean, we were concerned with, And that's, you know, a fair place to start, you know, where we had heard about um, that it can be really challenging having, you know, family businesses or couples who work together. And at at the point of starting the company, we were not yet engaged. We were dating. We were a couple. But, you know, so that speaking of risk, you know, to your earlier question, that, of course, was inherently risky. And, um, you know, I was chatting with my therapist about it, by the way, huge believer in like having coaches and therapy in Mm -hmm. your life. Um, especially in entrepreneurship. And so you can kind of like talk through these big questions, right? So, you know, we were chatting about, it. I'm like, is this a crazy idea? Is this so wild and ridiculous? And, and she um, sent me an article that was really, really cool. And it totally changed my outlook on the idea of working with friends or family. And, you know, what the article essentially said was that this whole concept of couples or families working in totally different professions and in different industries for different companies is actually very new. This is a, a mm. social norm that we understand to be kind of the the only way to do it, but really up until just a few years ago, couples always worked together. They always worked within the same quote business. It was running the land, running the farm, um, you know, working together to bring in food and resources for the family. And, you know, while that was not necessarily a licensed corporation with the state, that was their business. And that you find your strengths and your roles and you support each other and you collaborate in order to, you know, ultimately find success as a unit. And so when I read that, I it, made, it just made a lot of sense to me. I shared it with John. I think it made a lot of sense to you as well. And I think that, you know, starting with that as our foundation, that we're working together to create something Successful and beautiful, and um, that you know everyone can enjoy and benefit from. It's just felt more like I don't know. It feels more like a purpose than a job,
0: uh-huh. mm.
1: and that has I think helped it uh, helped us not feel like it's this heavy weight that we're carrying around. Of course, there are challenges with business, and of course, we don't agree on absolutely everything or our methods to everything, but. You know, I think that um, just sharing that common goal, respecting that we have different roles, and that's something that we clearly defined from the beginning is what our separate roles and areas of the business are. And while we do like to ask each other questions and ask for support, we respect that that's you know we have different sides of mm-hmm. the business. John being the business and marketing side, me myself being the creative side, and that kind of I don't know. I mean, honestly, I think we work together better now, three years in, than we probably even did at the beginning. And it, it started well, but. We just, I don't know, we got lucky. We work really well together. <laughs>
2: yeah, and I, I'll, I'll add that a big part of the foundation uh, that we have is uh, our best friendship. Yeah. Uh, really, our relationship started uh, from a friendship that turned into a best friendship. Mm-hmm. And that is the foundation that we have operated on ever since day one. Mm-hmm. So when you're operating on a foundation like that, um, you just have that deep-rooted Mutual respect, mm-hmm. uh, that deep understanding, that rooting for the other person, wanting to go on a journey together. Uh, so when you have all those foundational elements uh, in place, it makes you know the 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 regular challenges that fly at you in business um, night and day. It's mm-hmm. a night and day difference when you're tackling those things with that kind of foundation.
0: Yeah, I, I find um, everything you all said there and and Ariana you, you mentioning that article fascinating. Um, because I'm reflecting back to over 20 years ago when I was doing my first startup. I actually, one of my co-founders, his brother was kind of tangentially involved in the startup. And we actually had a, a VC investor that we'd pitched that told us that he he was going to say no because they never invested in companies where there was a relationship uh, amongst the executive team, right? Like a, a family relationship. And and I'm fast forwarding today, to today now where one of the largest startups that's private, Stripe, Stripe.com, it's founded by two brothers Mm -hmm. um, that are still at at the head of that company, right? So, a VC like that would have missed out on an opportunity to invest in a company like Stripe. So, yeah,
2: um, yeah. yeah, I mean, in general, you know, we know that uh, um, family owned companies are notoriously um, difficult Mm -hmm. uh, to operate and to turn into successes. So, it is important, you know, for people to generally understand that. Uh, if you're going to have a, a family business, uh, there are going to be unique challenges to mm-hmm. that. Um, but to not rule it out, um, because it really just comes down to the nuances mm-hmm. of those individuals and the foundation they have. You know, for instance, aside from having you know that that you know that that friendship, that uh, respect, you know, that sort of part of the foundation. Another big part uh, that we've learned is when your compliments. Uh, so mm-hmm. we find, you know, and I've seen over the years that a big uh, type of conflict that comes when families working together is when you're overlapping mm. in core mm-hmm. areas. And that causes all sorts of friction and sure. isn't sustainable. So that's something that we've had since the beginning. We just naturally have very complementary skill sets. And so they've uh, very nicely um, meshed uh, together. So that's, that's been a big part of it as well. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, yeah, that, that's, that, that's actually a fascinating, uh, uh, proposition there too. And I've never really thought about that, but I think you're, you're exactly right. So let's talk about like, okay, it's been a few years now. Um, you've got the, the benefit now of a little bit of hindsight, uh, back to the, the, you know, three years when this all got started. What do you think, in those early days, like looking back now, what would you have done differently and, and how do you think that would have positioned you differently now um, than the way that you did it then?
2: It's it's a, a really important question. The first thing that comes to mind, you know, when I hear that is there's a night and day difference uh, that I found uh, when you take what, uh, what we call a strategy first approach to business uh, and... There is a lot less that surprises you along the journey and a lot less pivoting uh, that is necessary when there is a strategy first approach. And so what I mean by that is to not uh just start executing to not just start spinning your wheels that you spot an opportunity you get excited and you just start moving in that direction you fulfill that immediate need and then it just snowballs into this you know monster that you just weren't planning for you didn't expect that clearly can lead to all sorts of surprises and problems and things like that so fundamentally we are strategy first people And what that means is that we spent a lot of energy and a lot of time in those early pre-launch. You know, we spent Mm -hmm. months developing um, uh, before we decided to turn this into a full venture. Uh, And so we, you know, we were as clear as we could be in what we wanted this venture to be and what objectives it had, what we wanted it to evolve into. We wanted
1: to be serving. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: So, you know, uh, you know, tell me how you feel about it, but I feel like we haven't been, um, of course, there have been uh, learnings and, and definitely pivots, you know, as, more information comes in and as we find sweet spots, you lean into those and you lean out of certain things. But as far as fundamental um, things we would have changed from the beginning, I think we've had a pretty clear vision and strategy on what we wanted this thing to do. And uh, I'm really happy that it's worked out uh, to plan um, overall. I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so thinking about that, you guys both had your own separate things and now kind of this merge thing, which is really taking from pieces of both of those things. Does it come to a point where video is big enough where your own separate things now no longer makes sense as standalone and it just becomes one giant thing?
1: You know we're we're still asking that same question for ourselves we both uh do still have clients you know outside of video i'm flying tomorrow to new orleans you know for an on-camera job that has that we are not producing it's not a video project it's just a you know a project where i'll be on camera and um you know it's it's really interesting you know as a creative entrepreneur i guess i'm speaking you know for myself here is that my on-camera work pays a lot more there's so much (laughs) less work that goes into me showing up on set. You know, of course I love to prep and work with my clients and look over the script and, um, you know, think through some of those elements, but, you know, I kind of show up, you know, we do the job, I leave and I get paid and that's awesome. And I do enjoy, I love being on set. I love my clients, but there's something about, you know, actually being in the creation process that we have with video where we concept, we write the scripts, we produce the videos Um, You know, I get to supervise the post-production, the coming together of the story and the color and the audio and the elements to just create that X factor that resonates with people on a a human and an emotional level that is so incredibly fulfilling. But I get paid way less at the end of the day for all (laughs) the hours that we put into this business. So
2: now that's in the immediate. Right. So this is the, the nuance to entrepreneurship is that you know, video is a company, right? So, you know, that's yep. something that could potentially scale and that has assets and things like that. So those are the type. you know, you have yeah. the immediate mm-hmm. money-making opportunity and then you have the long-term money-making opportunity. And how mm-hmm. do those, you know, sort of mesh?
1: Yeah.
0: I, w- I was going to ask that question because Ariana, your, your time, even though you're making a lot of money, um, you're limited, right? Like you could only have so many hours in the day. Yeah, um, Whereas exactly. with video... You guys have the opportunity to scale that and, and grow mm-hmm. that and have a lot more people working so that it's not necessarily you that has to do all the work, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, this is, you know, it's a great example of the complex decision making, you know, that's, right. uh, that you just go through. And again, just being strategy first people, yeah. we're constantly uh, having strategic conversations and analyzing and running numbers and. Uh, it's not just the numbers; it's the uh, qualitative, you know, side of it as well. Uh, so it's just a lot of factors go into this kind of calculation.
1: And one of John's strengths that you know I find incredibly, you know, valuable is that he is he can spreadsheet out anything. He can, you know, <laughs> quantify anything. So we have created these really fascinating kind of matrices, you know, just in Excel that you know, comes down to really just identifying what are the value points that we want to be paying attention to and how do we measure that value? So for us, of course, revenue is one type of value, but there are so many types of value, including uh, personal and professional fulfillment for us as business owners, but also for our team. You know, we have full-time people now, we have part-time, we have contractors, um, both locally and, you know, some even around the world. And so how do we uh, measure and track value for them in their professional growth, in their development, in their quality of life. And then of course, you know, on the client side, how are we measuring the value that they're receiving? How do we measure the experience that they're having with us and how uh, the experience is for them and their team? And once we kind of do our best anyway, to put that into a spreadsheet and really look at it in the black and white, uh, you know, it's been really motivating, I think, to continue focusing in on our mission of creating a sustainable business model that helps small businesses which was really i think the founding vision for what video was mm-hmm. and only video can really serve that because even with my on camera clients again i really enjoy it i'm very grateful for it but you know the ki- the types of clients that can afford a major television commercial aren't really small businesses and and they have huge budgets and huge marketing departments and Um, You know, knowing that we're actually helping to move the needle for Mm -hmm. our clients who don't have that kind of budget and those kind of resources is just, I don't know, I guess it makes your career much, much more purposeful and fulfilling.
2: Yeah. And that's the the crux of the fulfillment we get out of video is from its strategic positioning uh, that we are uh, delivering what we uh, call highly effective marketing videos uh, to uh, mainly small businesses. We do, you know, serve both small and medium uh, businesses. But the sweet spot is to deliver, you know, to, to marry those two things. Highly effective marketing videos, which small businesses in particular have never had access to, mm-hmm. ever, uh, to small businesses with small budgets. And that's that's our sweet spot. That's mm-hmm. the thing that we've created here. Our unique positioning is that. And it's incredibly fulfilling to be able to deliver a, uh, a quality, uh, that, uh, they just have never had access to that really moves the needle, mm-hmm. uh, for their business. That's, you know, imagine the feedback we get from that and how fulfilling, you know, that is. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I love it. Um, so let's, let's wrap up on that because that is really kind of the crux of, of everything that you guys are doing. Um, if listeners want to find you, it's videomedia.com, right? V-Y-D-E-O media.com that's correct that's the website
2: video media and the y is right at the beginning v-y-d-e-o media.com yeah
0: there you go john and ariana thank you so much for being on the podcast this was wonderful
2: thank you so much for having us thank you so much
0: thank you for listening to this week's episode of the side hustle to small business podcast powered by hiscox to learn more about how hiscox can help protect your small business through intelligent insurance solutions, visit hiscox.com. That's H-I-S-C-O-X.com. And if you have a story you wanna hear on this podcast, please visit hiscox.com slash share your story. I'm your host, Sanjay Parikh. You can find me on Twitter at at Sanjay, that's S-A-N-J-A-Y, or on my website at sanjayparikh.com.